Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. What is your organization? I'm a 501c3 nonprofit to help the street cats of Egypt. Okay. So you actually fly to Egypt to do what? To meet with all my contacts, the veterinarians that take care of them before they come to the United States. Um, I rely on foster parents, rescuers. To we take don't care have of enough stray cats in America. You're, you're going across the world to pick up new ones. This is the plaintiff, Cheryl McMurray. She says she went to Egypt for two weeks and she left her two cats with the defendant. And the woman won't give them back to her. She can't allow the defendant to get away with stealing her cats and is suing her for the $350 she surely owed. This is the defendant, Marina Popov. She says the plaintiff's cats were up for adoption and she fell in love with them. She paid the plaintiff for the adoption, and now the woman's turning around and trying to sue her for more money? No way. She's accused of catnapping. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $700 for money she's owed. All parties, please raise your right hands. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Williams is not presiding. Good morning, Judge. Good morning. Litigants have been sworn. <clears throat> Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. McMurray, you and Nile Valley Egyptian Foundation are suing Ms. Popoff for $350 that you say she owes you. Tell me what happened here. I take a trip once a year to Egypt to um, meet with all the, the vets and the fosters that we work with for our organization. And normally, what my is your organization? I'm a 501c3 nonprofit to help the street cats of Egypt. Okay. So you actually fly to Egypt to do what? To meet with all my contacts, the veterinarians that take care of them before they come to the United States. Um, I rely on foster parents, rescuers. To take we don't care have of enough stray cats in America. You're, you're going across the world to pick up new ones? Yeah, I'm kind of curious that about that. Um, the ones that I specialize in are actually the native Egyptian Mao. And they're not the same as the pedigree mouse, so it's a completely different cat. Um, these cats are very special. They're unique. They have a rich heritage that traces back to the times of the pharaohs. And they're becoming um, extinct, as odd as that sounds, because they're mingling with Persians and other cats. And it's a shame to see them disappear. So the handful that I can get, we rehabilitate them and we place them in homes here. So these are actually a native Egyptian Mao. Okay. Um, and you charge for the adoptions, I take it. Correct. It, it's a cost recovery basis. So we will send the money to have them spayed, neutered, uh, vaccinated, microchip, uh, anything else that they need, um, boarding. How often do you go to Egypt? Usually once a year pre-COVID. Do you have family there? No. Are you from there? No. 
Um, no. What possessed you to start going to Egypt to take their stray cats? I adopted one, and it was such a good experience. Do you have a picture of the type of cat we're talking about? Um, not with me, no. Okay. Um, so how did you meet the defendant? Through one of the rescuers in Egypt. So ha Marina tell me how that happened. Transporting the cats from Egypt to uh, Canada and then to the United States. And that's how I, I met Marina. Does that oh, look yes. like the cat? Yeah. Are yeah. they all spotted mm -hmm. the same way? No, they're not because they're not pedigree. So some of them, the spots might be oblong. Um, yeah, that's a pedigree cat. Beautiful. So at first glance, they'll look like our cats, but their personality is what makes them very special. They're very outgoing. They bond to their human with a dog-like devotion. Okay, let me ask you this. Um, how many cats have you brought in from Egypt? Usually 25 a year, 25, 30 For how a many year. years have you been doing this? Since um, 2011. Okay, so you've brought in 250 cats, and it's 350 apiece for adoption. And I presume your trips to Egypt are written off on the 501c3. No, you no, pay, they're not. You pay for them yourself. All right. So yes. you meet her through someone who's a contact in Egypt, and how? Like, how do you meet her? Do they say, hey, I think you really like this lady, or she helped out with something? She helped out with um, Monira's cats. She's a rescuer in Egypt. Okay. So she was transporting some cats. Monira will arrange fl group flights um, from Cairo, so we would join, because um, we do have to work together to get things done. And some of my cats were on Monira's flight with Marina, and they came into the United States actually with uh, the organization that Marina volunteers with. Which is what, Marina? Uh, Amal, Amal Sanctuary in Georgia. Okay. So what happens in this case, Ms. Um, Ms. McMurray? So that went well. So that when I met Marina, you know, we connected, and she said, if I can ever help you uh, volunteer... It was, it was a nice transaction. So uh, one more flight to get my cats from Egypt. There were six of them out of the boarding center because I have to pay for boarding. I, I need to pay for the, the cats to be taken mm -hmm. care of with their food and uh, the veterinary care. So Monira contacted Marina. She made a group chat on Facebook, and she said, can you help Cheryl with these six cats? And what does that mean, to... that she helps you on her own nickel or that you pay her to help you? That's what I don't understand. I, I actually paid a total of $300. So 200 when I talked with Marina on the phone, it was $200 to drive to Niagara Falls. From where? I also paid from uh, Massachusetts. Okay. I also paid a transporter in Canada. So he drove from... No, Toronto I'm just Airport, interested in what... You, I want to know what the agreement with Marina was. If you go pick up these cats for me in Niagara Falls, then I will... $200. Okay, that was the agreement. Is there any yes. dispute that that was the agreement, Marina? No, yes, it was agreement. I, um, I told her I'm going to transport, but it's not true. She said, Manira asked me. Cheryl asked me directly. I, I, it doesn't really matter to me. I want to know what the agreement mm -hmm. was. All right, so then she picks up the cats, she brings the cats to you, and then what happens in this case? Why are you suing? What brings you to court, Ms. McMurray? Marina fostered two of the cats for me when I went to Egypt. Okay, and so you needed to go back to Egypt to get more cats, so you uh, asked her to babysit the cats or whatever for, for X amount of time. Yes. 
But I didn't go for more cats. I went as a trip, a tour with my son and my niece. Okay. And then what happens? So the agreement was that Marina would watch them until like January 1st. And I brought litter. I brought food. Which was how many weeks? For the two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Um, I gave their medical histories of pet passports in case they became sick in her care. And she had the documents to bring them to a vet. And that, that was it. She had everything she needed to take care of them. Okay. When I came home, I messaged her right away that I'm home and I'd like to make arrangements to take them back. And that's when she, you know, one excuse after the other. That what she would she say? Want to, well, she said, why take them back to Connecticut when we have good families here? We can put them up for adoption here. So I sent her the application and uh, the how much the adoption fee is. It's 700 for two. So she knew it was involved. At the same time, I also had them up for adoption on PetFinder. So nothing was coming through on her end, but I was fine getting applications and finding homes for them. So I finally, I have a nice home for both of them, actually in New York on Park Avenue. And I contacted- I don't know, I don't know the Egyptian up. cats are gonna tell the difference. So you found a home for them in Park Avenue and then you tell her I have homes for them. And then what did she say? She she wouldn't give them back. What did she, she say? You know, she okay, Miss Miss um, Popoff, why didn't wouldn't you give them back? Uh, because this has been two months and I got attached to them and asked. Well, that's fine. Then you're the one who's adopting them. So, well, then why yes. won't you pay the adoption fee? Because if I you're adopting you them, then she wants the three hundred and fifty from Absolutely. you for each cat. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I paid. I paid her immediately three fifty. Okay. And I there was a COVID. I lost my job. And I thought I'm gonna la- I'm gonna pay her later. But did you pay her later? No, I did not. Okay. I Why not? Her, I asked her because I, I I drove for her so many times to New York to pick up two cats. It's how we met actually. Manira asked me to pick up her two cats and bring to Connecticut. And second, she asked me to do the trip to Niagara Falls, which is, was a lot of expenses from my from my end and. Uh, I never charged her. She paid three hundred dollars for the gas, and uh, but she did arrangement with somebody else for seven hundred dollars. And the arrangement, the, the 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 previous party, they told her it's not it's not enough, and they didn't go to New York. It was kind of emergency to go to get cats from Niagara Falls, you know. So I did it for her, and I thought she's gonna give me some discount because I wasn't working. Right, but, but you've got to could... hold on. When did you go to Niagara Falls for her? It was November 19. Of 2019? 2019. Right, and when, yes. did you, when did you keep the cats that, you were, that she asked you to watch for two weeks? I picked, she brought to me them on December 17. In of what year? 2019. Okay, um, so what you're doing is you're saying, look, a couple of months ago, I did this trip. I agreed to do it for $200, but now I regret that. I should have gotten more, so now I'm not going to pay you the mm-hmm. $350 I told you I was going to pay you. That's what. It's exactly what you're saying. Exactly no, what no, you're saying. No, no, no. I, I, was, I was volunteering for her. Right, so I if see- you're volunteering, you can't change it into a contract and say she owes me more for Niagara. Absolutely, I agree with you. But then why aren't I you paying expect. the other three fifty? You have because two I cats. Have why money. aren't you paying the other three fifty? Because you're looking back at transactions between the two of you, and you wish you had asked for more money for those transactions. But no, I can't change no, a no, transaction no, 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 no. you had. 
I'm doing a lot of for free for the cats, and I never ask her for anything, you know? She came back, she never contacted you're confusing, me. You, you're confusing me with someone who cares about what you're saying, because I don't. See, it doesn't matter what you think is right, and what someone should do to be nice. It matters what the contract is. I am here to enforce the law and nothing more. If you guys are volunteering, then you're volunteering. If you guys are purchasing a cat, you're purchasing a cat. If you guys are not purchasing a cat, adopting one, but paying $350, then you're not purchasing a cat, adopting one, and paying $350. Either way, it is whatever you guys agree for it to be. So, you agreed to pay $700. You have only paid $350. And the legal reason, give me a legal reason, why you do not have to pay the rest of what you contracted for with her when you said, I've grown attached, I want to keep them. I asked her for a discount, and she didn't... Well, you I don't get to impose a 50% discount just because you feel like it. You don't get no, that option. I feel like it. Well, it is because you feel like so it. Did she ever say you. she'd give you a 50% discount? No, she didn't. No, who's the only one who wants a 50% discount? You. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Court is about contracts and obligations, okay? It's not about, oh, she was so nice, she drove to Niagara, I didn't give her enough. That's not how this works. My verdict in this case is for the plaintiff. You need to pay the other $350. Now, you've got a counterclaim against her, oh, my goodness, for $700 because you want another $200 for the Niagara tip because you miscalculated how far Niagara Falls was? Yes, correct. Okay, but how's that on very, her? very, very far away. Right. <laughs> I, I have to stay there. I have to take the room. I have to buy some towels for the cats. I have to feed them. I brought it to connect. But you never brought her. that up until you wanted to keep the two cats months later, right? So I, I no, 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 no. It was like I talked I talk to her before, but she didn't pay anyone. At the, in Canada, she didn't pay for the transport. I'm sorry, well, before you stayed at the hotel, did you tell her, I need to stay at a hotel, so you're going to need to pay for that? I told her I need to stay in the hotel, but I didn't ask for reimbursement. Okay, then she has no obligation to pay for the hotel. Now, you're also suing for $500 time spent on trip to Niagara Falls. Did she ever agree to pay you $500 for the time you spent on the trip to Niagara Falls? Or once again, were you volunteering? No, 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 no. only only seven hundred. Yeah, I know seven hundred that you want for the Niagara Falls trip. Is that seven hundred she agreed to pay you, or she never agreed to pay you that? No, you were volunteering. Well, we cannot create a contract where there was no contract, Miss Popoff. You can't now turn around and look back at that and say, "I really should have gotten seven hundred more dollars," just so you can get the discount that you're insisting on, and then some. So you can get two free cats. You need to pay for the cats, just like everybody else is paying for the cats. I have very strong feelings about this. <laughs> uh, you know, the more stray cats I see that need homes, the more strong my feelings get. I don't feel like we need to bring cats from Egypt, and they may be gorgeous and beautiful and, and wonderful. We've got a cat problem. Um,
in any event, uh, that $700 you're suing for, zero. And on the 350 the plaintiff is suing for, verdict for the plaintiff. So it was not a good day for the defendant here in the People's Court. She did not prevail on her $700 countersuit, and she does have to pay $350 to the plaintiff. Uh, Ms. Popoff, how do, you, how do you feel about the outcome of the case? What are your thoughts right now? I don't think it's right. And this woman, she should be shut down because what she does, she capitalizes on the cats. And uh, she asks everyone to do everything for free using people with the good hearts and um, just make money. You still have the cats, right? They're, they're now yours. You, you love them? Uh, are absolutely. they good? Absolutely. Yes. No, no, I'm not. Yes, are they, they are good. They're wonderful. Ms. McMurray, uh, you heard what uh, Ms. Popov just said. How do you respond to all of that? Uh, it's not true that we take cats for no money and that we're um, making a profit off of this. She has no idea what she's not on our board of directors. She doesn't know how our organization works. So we support right. the people of Egypt. We don't take them for no All right. money. And then, well, listen, you have prevailed. So congratulations. And uh, Barbie, what do you think about this? Doug, by the way, if you're thinking of begetting animals from a different country, you should know something that if you have to pass through customs, which you do, there are some animals that are restricted from coming into the United States. And in some cases, it's actually a crime to bring them in. If either of you were ever asked to appear on a TV show or in a movie, what kind of show or type of movie would you like to be in? Oh, goodness. Uh, it's a stretch, but I, usually I'm pretty typecast as a judge. That would yeah, be my only shot. Well, the George Lopez show you've done. Oh, uh, that was super fun. Right? If it, I, it, that, I would want another comedy like that because right. that was so much fun on the set. But, again, you were stuck and typecast That's as right. the judge. That's right. That's At least right. you were a wild judge who had slept with one of the lawyers. With Adam the- West, of all <laughs> people, with, with Batman. Batman. <laughs> with the original Batman <laughs> in that show. So, you know, there was a, a racy side. There was a racy to side judge, to it. Right? But I would want to do a comedy. I'd- would you? Yeah, Comedy. it's all about the yucks. But what no laugh track. Just no, no laugh track. No canned like, laugh. Good track. writing. Right. Uh, good I writing in a comedy. I got you. Um, you know what I would have always loved to do is, but now my children are grown, is um, voiceovers for a cartoon. I would have loved oh, yeah. that. Well, I think I have got, a pretty distinctive yeah, you voice. You got a voice like a man. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, they all. They, <laughs> Let's you, face it. Do you, do you, <laughs> Well, you know, it's a deep voice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I bet you're wondering uh, what kind of show I would want to be yes. in. Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> since you're asking, since you insist, um, I'm thinking something that combines um, driving around in a vehicle with probably my wife and my dog. Oh, don't lie. And No, no, <laughs> wife and dog, okay? And I get to go to places and try, like, out-of-the-way areas and towns and try, like, you know, uh, dive joints that serve beers and whiskeys that maybe I haven't tried yet, and play pinball. Oh. So you combine all these things, pinball, driving around, beer and whiskey, wife and dog. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and you get magic. That's my, uh, that's my theory. So, uh, you know, just an idea. This is the plaintiff, Raquel Moreira. She says the defendant is her neighbor, and his dog bit a chunk of her dog's ear off, and the guy won't pay the vet bills. 
He promised he would, but hasn't. She's here suing the CAD for the $868.79. She's owed. This is the defendant, Tigrin Safari. He says his dog is not an attack dog, but he will defend himself if he's threatened. The plaintiff's dog always barks aggressively at his dog, and on the day in question, he stole a stick away from his dog, and a melee ensued. His dog was on a short leash. His dog did nothing wrong, and he owes the plaintiff zip. He's accused of failing to control his pooch. All parties, please get your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says the defendant's dog bit a piece of her dog's ear off and she wants money for it. The defendant says his dog was simply defending himself from the plaintiff's aggressive dog and he is not going to pay anything. It's the case of Doggy Van Gogh. Thank you, Doug. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Moreira, you are suing Mr. Safari for your vet bills because according to you, his dog viciously attacked your dog. Tell me what happened. Um, I was walking my dog in the morning with two friends with their dog. And what kind and, of dog um, do you have? I have a mutt. He's a five-year-old mutt. How, how many pounds um, does your dog weigh? 40, 42 to 45 pounds. Okay. And so we were, uh, we met the defendant on the, on the park and we start working. Is this a dog walking. park dog or a regular a park? Leash. No, it's just a, a grassy area in the okay. neighborhood where people walk and exercise and walk their dogs. Okay. So we got into a circle. Uh, it was me and uh, the defendant and three more people. And all of a sudden the dogs start a uh, uh, fight. You know, okay. They, but they let's back up a other. second. Like apparently your dog yes. and his dog don't like each other. Right? My dog does not like his dog. But okay. And what happened? Y'all forgot that? Away. Everybody forgot it? Everybody just... forgot that. We just got into a circle and started talking. Okay. And how long were you talking before the attack happened? Five minutes. That's five okay. minutes is five a long minutes. time. So five minutes of talking and the dogs are doing what? They're playing or they're just being by you and they're... No, they're just sitting, just sitting by our And side. every dog is on a leash? Yes. Like it's supposed to be. It and then a... what happened? Yes, we saw a commotion and we looked down and the dogs were going at each other. So I pulled my dog apart because uh, uh, I know that my dog does not like his dog. So I took him and I started saying, no, no, Sherlock, no, no. So when I saw there was blooding, blood coming out of his ear. And so I took him away as fast as I could because I knew that I had to take him to the vet because it was quite a, a bit of blood. And did so you, there, was, was there any conversation between you and the defendant when that's happening? Not a conversation, not a conversation. We were all worried because we didn't know where the blood was coming from. So when I realized it was coming from my dog and uh, it was like splatting on his face, I took him out, you know, to take him to the vet. Okay. And so when you take him to the vet, what does the vet say? Well, the vet said that, that he needed to have surgery because the damage was extensive. He could not fix the problem without putting him to sleep uh, under anesthesia. Oh, okay. <laughs>
I putting him to sleep means nah. something different for me. Okay, good. Yes. All right. I so. know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yes. No, that's fine. I'm like, what? Okay. So your dog's name is Sherlock, right? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So I guess you're trying to yes, show me it. that one of the ears tips down a little or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just okay. trying for you to have an idea of his size. Okay. What did the vet actually do? Did they stitch him up? The, or? Vet, the vet had to. The vet, the vet had to cut a piece, a triangle off because it was shredded and put it together, fold it and stitch it. Right. So for now, my dog has a fold on his ear. Okay. Is that supposed to heal? Did the vet say? Yes, it, it's healed now. Okay. Five months. Yes. All right. Can I just, uh, so, so when do you first approach the defendant and tell him, listen, I think you should pay for my vet bills. Well, I did because as I was leaving the scene, he looked at me and said, Raquel, don't worry. I'll take care of the bill. I'll take care of the expenses. You know, so okay. I took that he was going to pay for the whole thing because my dog was the only one who got a really hurt. His dog didn't get hurt at all. All right. So now when you actually show him the vet bills, what does he say? Well, he said that he was not going to pay for the whole thing because he was going to be liable, which I don't understand. He said that he was going to be liable and responsible for for the the like he was admitting responsible or for something. The, the All right, Mr. Safari, yes, let me hear yes, from yes. you. What was it that happened that day? So I have to reiterate that um, it was an unfortunate incident, and I wish Raquel and Sherlock all the best. So that morning, my dog, who's, her name is Mishka, so it's a she, not a he. And what what kind of dog is your dog? She's an American Akita. Okay. She's a large dog. She's 95 pounds. Okay. So that morning, as always, uh, she was playing with her best friend, Lola. And she was playing with Lola. Usually she plays for about 15, 20 minutes. And uh, they were lying down. And one of the things that Akitas do, they like the sticks. So they were lying down, and the stick was in front of, of, of the dog. So then we did see Raquel and her friend coming over to the area where she played with me, uh, with Lola, Mishka did. And then the next thing I saw is that Sherlock lunged at that stick. So there was no real conversation. Basically, it's not, it didn't even take five minutes. It took probably 30 seconds. So now, um, according to you, Sherlock, the plaintiff's dog, grabs, barks and grabs your dog's stick no he actually didn't bark no he didn't bark all right he just lunged at that stick okay and then what happened and then what happened is that uh, emilia ensued and yeah. the, the next thing i know is that i am trying to to pull mishka away so also understand that sherlock is on a retractable leash Oy. is sherlock on a retractable no, leash raquel no he is not i don't have a retractable leash he does not have one what Five leashes in my house, not one retractable leash. Mr. Safari, you don't think she's being honest about that because you think she was on a retractable leash? I am not. Leash, I will or? never okay. call Raquel right. a liar. Okay. No. Okay. No, okay. I'm not going to do it. Okay. But what I saw, judges, I'm telling you what I saw. Okay. Okay. If Raquel denies it, that's who she has the right. So at that point, did you say you would cover the vet bills and did you kind of change I your mind? I said that I would you... cover some of the vet okay. bills because there was a group pressure because there were people around and I felt sorry for the dog. Okay. So I did. Yeah, I did say that. I do not deny it. Okay. And I did say that. And I, and I texted Raquel that I would cover some of the, of the, uh, of the, of the bill. 
But did Several you did you cover some of the bill, or did you at some I point? I did not. It, at some point, I didn't did she not. say, "Okay, I'll take half," and then you didn't do that either? Correct. Why? So there are some several factors that made me pause with my payments. Pause. So you didn't make any payments, right? No, I did not. Okay. No, I didn't. All right. Go ahead. So there was a presumption that I had money, and I could afford to pay off. Uh, Raquel told me on the phone that, unlike me, she had to work for a living, and she wasn't making much money. So immediately, Raquel suggested in her text that she would sue me if the process did not progress to her liking. Well, if she's that litigious, then I decided that I would be best served if Raquel takes it to arbitration, which she ultimately did. Takes it so that uh, so that somebody else friend, makes the decision. Me. Right. Exactly, Judge. <laughs> Thank you. So Raquel's close friend, Victoria, first complained that I should have used the harness not a leash with a collar. So that was one strike against me, in her view. Then Victoria proceeded the next day to suggest that I should consider muzzling the dog. So I didn't know where the two of them would take their suggestions next. And you didn't so want it to I look like you were agreeing around. that your dog was responsible. I mean, actually, I would say that, Judge, this is up to you. <laughs> because I don't know. I would say it's up to me too. But you feel, but I'm just trying to understand your philosophy. You started to feel like you were being accused of doing something negligent, and you started to feel as though any payment on your part would be an admission of something when they're sitting around saying, you should muzzle your dog and uh, other things like that. Did you actually, uh, Raquel, did you tell him he should muzzle his dog? No, I didn't. I didn't say that. Did Victoria uh, say that? Your friend said that to him? Victoria suggested to him that he should muzzle his dog. But what, what did his dog, can I ask you something? What did the dog, the yeah. dog attacked your dog? Uh, he says the dog attacked your dog. I'm curious about this. Yeah. Um, the dog attacked your dog because your dog went for the stick that was in front of his dog. Do you agree that's how it went yeah. down? No, first of all, he was not playing with Lola because Lola was one of the, 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 the dogs that was walking with me. Okay. It was me. Victoria and Lola, so she was not playing with Victoria, uh, with the Mishka. Okay. And second, I so how did the dog fight no happen? How did the dog fight happen? We don't know. We don't know. There was no barking. There so what did he no, do wrong? Uh, Tell uh, me what. Okay, so you feel that because his dog bit your dog and caused the stitches. Therefore, he must pay. Yes. Right. That's how you feel. Okay. And there are a lot of states that agree with you. Yours isn't one of them. Mm -hmm. Many states, including yeah. mine, have strict liability laws where if that dog creates damage to your dog, that dog owner pays. The state you're in, New Jersey, has strict liability only when the dog bites a person, not when the dog bites a dog. Yeah. So now where we are is I have to decide, and usually this is the case, okay, the dogs are dogs. They're acting like dogs. They're animals. They're doing what animals do. Who knew? And they don't like each other. And so they're doing exactly what animals do if they don't like each other, which both of you were on notice of that. And then I've got two people who are completely following the law. Both their dogs are on leashes. So the, the, yes. the error happens on the, not on the part of the dogs, because you're not in a strict liability state. I mean, it's not like I can look at the dog and say, oh, that dog was off leash. What I have to look at is the behavior of the parents. I'm mean, sorry, the owners. So, <clears throat> it feels like parents, but okay, the owners. Yep, yeah. So, what did he do wrong?
He's got a dog. Dog's on a leash. You're both doing the same thing. You're exposing your dogs to each other on mm -hmm. a leash, and it didn't work out so well. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. Right. So where is the legal liability on his part? Because you want it to be strict liability, and your state doesn't have that. So I have it's to not find that he did something wrong. What did he do wrong? He had his dog on a leash, and stuff happens. So did I. His dog, I, I know, I know, I know, yeah. and stuff happens, so everybody has to accept the consequences, their own consequences of the stuff that happened, because you didn't do anything wrong and he didn't do anything wrong, but you're the one with the vet bills. For you to get him to pay the vet bills, you are coming to court and saying, judge, he violated a duty he had, and, and I've been damaged, so now he must pay my vet bills. So what duty did he violate? He had his dog on a leash. What duty well, did he violate? Well, the problem is that he right then, right then and there. Ah, on this okay, day, so let's talk about that. He, said that he, was he makes a promise, and you're right. He agrees that he said that. He, he wanted to yes. look like a good guy in front of people, and then when people aren't there, not so much. <laughs> All right, so he makes a promise because of group <laughs> pressure. Uh, he makes a promise, I'll pay for it, I'll pay for it, because he feels bad. All right, is that a contract? So I guess that's what you're saying. Judge, I should be able to sue him because he promised. Let me tell you what a contract is in the eyes of the law. Each side gives up something. In other words, I agree to pay Douglas $1,000, and he agrees to build me a deck, okay? Each side gives up something. We agree verbally. Even if it's not in writing, that's still a contract that's enforceable. Mm -hmm. When someone says, I'll pay for your bills, that's just a promise. It's an empty promise. It's not an enforceable contract. What did you give up? You gave up nothing. For a contract to exist, it's a quid pro quo. Each side gives something up. That's what makes it a binding agreement. Yes. If I say, I'll pay for your bills, and then I change my mind, we go back to square one. And when we go back to square one, he only has to pay your bills if, in fact, he has a legal obligation to pay your bills because he violated some legal obligation. So we're back to what did he do? He has his dog on a leash in a park just like you do. It's just one of those things. Keep your dog away from his dog if you know they don't like each other. And his dog is bigger, you know? I find in favor of the defendant. Yes. I have no choice. Anna? I find in favor of the defendant. Well, in a fascinating dog bite case, I think everybody's learned something out of this one. Uh, the plaintiff fails to uh, convince the judge that she deserves money from the defendant, $868 worth. Uh, Ms. Marea, can I talk to you for a moment? Yes. Let me ask you what you're thinking right sure. now. How do you feel? Well, I think, think that he promised to pay for it. And uh, after I went down and went down and went down, and showed up, I said, I'll take half. And he said, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you half as long as you give me the as, uh, agreement, you sign the agreement. He didn't, send, he didn't send the agreement for me to sign. After three weeks, I asked him, where is the agreement? And nothing. So he paid nothing. Even though I worked You heard the judge, hard, though, I don't didn't have you? I did hear the judge. Yes, I did hear her. You know, but I don't agree that that you was right. I don't have... Yeah, you better. You heard her explanation that you didn't give up anything. He promised hurt. something, but you didn't give anything. So it's not enforceable yes, but in he court. He promised. What about what, what a promise today? Nothing. Promises yeah, are worth nothing. But that's just it. Just an empty promise. Yes, I know. That's, I, what, I, that's what I understand. But it's, I, I don't have to. I don't have to be happy with the decision. Okay. 
Well, I'm sorry, but that's the judge's decision. It's not enforceable in court, so you don't prevail. Let's see what uh, the defendant feels like. He seems like a very nice guy. Mr. Safari, how, how you react to this? I, I left it to the judge to make a decision. I don't know the specifics. I, I, however she would have ruled, I would have complied. Well, the point is, the judge said you did nothing wrong, so you were, you know, you had your dog on a leash. She did, uh, and dogs will be dogs. That's really what it comes down to. You, I guess, you got to be more careful. That's she has what to be more is. careful yes. with her dog. Yeah, okay. correct. Correct. Well, congratulations. Like I, I know you feel bad about it. That was a, that's a really interesting case. What do you think, Harvey? So, Doug, we've talked about this before. When a dog bites a person, in the majority of states, there is automatic, we call it strict liability. The dog bites a person, the dog owner is liable with just a few exceptions. It's different when a dog bites another animal, say a dog bites a dog. There you have to prove negligence. In this case, both dogs were on a leash, so the leash law doesn't apply. There's no negligence there, and that's the key. You've got to show one of the dog owners was somehow negligent didn't provide the proper responsibility caring for the animal. And that's the key when dog bites dog. I live in a two-bedroom apartment with my adult daughter and grandchild. When I moved in, my daughter's boyfriend was a long-haul trucker, and I let him stay there in his time off. Now he's no longer working, and he's taken up residency with us. Do I have to legally evict him to get rid of him? He pays nothing towards bills. Typically speaking, if the person is not paying rent and does not help out in any way, right. um, you know, he's not bartering for the rent, et cetera, et cetera, then he's not a tenant and you shouldn't have to evict him. You shouldn't have to eject him. You call the police, you say, get this trespasser out of my house. Right. I wonder if her daughter's on board with that. I wonder exactly what the circumstances right. are right. there. This guy has no leasehold interest None. of any kind on this, this According residence. to those facts, no. He's like now, a guy you invited in to sleep on the sofa overnight or something. It doesn't really and matter. And then all of a sudden he says, I'm not leaving. Right. Um, that's yeah. not how it works. He should have to be, you should be able to call the police and say, he doesn't live here and he needs to leave. Right. He's not welcome right. here. Right. Um, now. What we typically see happen in a lot of these cases is they say, yes, I am. I live here. When I mean, the police I, show up. When the police, the police show up, the they say, look, I've been getting hey, mail here. Right. Well, look, get, here's my mail. Here's my mail. I've been mail getting here. it here. I've been living oh, here for I, a I year. I contribute to the household, you know, because he bought a pizza Friday night. Or, you know, I, I do all of the heavy lifting right. around here. I do right. this, and that's our arrangement. Right. And then all of a sudden the police go, I mowed the lawn. The police say civil action, civil case. I'm not getting involved. They're not going to sit there and slice and dice, let a judge figure it out. Right. And then what you would do is you can do one of two things. You go to court and you sue for ejection, which means, right. hey, he has no leasehold interest and this trespasser right. won't leave. That's a common law action, cause of action. You can file for ejection. And or just go ahead and file for eviction anyway. Right. right. Um, because a lot of states have streamlined processes for right. both of these. Rather than a long, drawn-out civil case, right. it's like a quick, quicker thing. Right. Uh, to do. But. Right. And you could actually probably bring an action for both. I mean, you could bring the eviction action I yeah. think, in most in most areas and an ejection action that might might or might not stay in the landlord tenant. Right. Division. And I'd also right. like to know you're, you're sharing an apartment. Whose name is the apartment under? Is it under right. your daughter's? Is your daughter right. in agreement with you? It's a lot of, a facts lot of little factors there we don't know. Right now. Yeah. yeah. But it does sound like a family family dispute that just kind of yeah. went the wrong way. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time.